It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. It's unlikely that Jackson Carmen will start for the beginning of the Cincinnati Bengals season, but what does the future hold for the Bengals' second-round pick? We'll break that down, plus some roster maneuvering in today's show. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Bengals podcast. I'm your host, Jake Lisko. He's your host, James Rapine. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, bringing you coverage of your Cincinnati Bengals every day, free and available everywhere you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Today's episode of Lockdown Bengals is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You just pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your first entry. First time users will get a 100% deposit match on up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Jackson Carmen has been under a lot of scrutiny, James, throughout training camp, throughout the preseason, and rightly so. The former second round pick had a rookie season to forget. And at the start of training camp, I don't forget this. Frank Pollock was talking Jackson Carmen up. And I thought that that was praise not delivered lightly. And maybe it was Mm -hmm. at the time. Maybe this COVID thing really threw a wrench into Jackson Carmen's preseason. But at this point, the conversation that I have seen in the last 24 hours or so, last two days or so after that preseason game, is will the Bengals keep Jackson Carmen? Will he be a surprise cut? And thus the conversation. What does the future hold for Jackson Carmen? And is there a way for him to turn it around? Remembering that he is relatively young. He comes from a very prestigious program at Clemson where he played on some very good teams. Mm-hmm. Was always seen as like a mid-round pick. Could have been a, a third-round pick if the Bengals didn't take him in the second round. Could have even been a late second-round pick, despite consensus being that at the time the Bengals reached on the pick. Mm-hmm. All of these things aside... He's likely to still be a Cincinnati Bengal after these initial cutdowns. And so we discuss the future. It's it's tough because on one hand, and I, you know, we've been very critical of Jackson Carmen, and we should be, because he's been bad, right? And the body language sucks. It's awful. It's absolutely dreadful. And it's not like Billy Price where he gets his butt kicked. And then you can see he's mad afterwards and doesn't want to talk because he's so mad at himself and mad at his performance and all of that. And I'm not saying maybe Jackson Carmen is mad at himself, but you don't see it. And when you don't see it, well, then there's nothing tangible. There's no evidence that we can go off of saying, man, he really cares, especially when the head coach, Zach Taylor, is praising the guy who beat Jackson Carmen out, a fourth rounder, not a second rounder, a fourth rounder from a national champion, a one double A school, right? Not Clemson. Not Florida State, not LSU, not whatever team you want to use 
not Ohio State. I'll throw them in there because, man, Buckeye fans are about to come out my neck. Uh, the point is, is that part of it is really frustrating. The, the perceived, whether it's true or not, his lack of caring. But you brought it up sort of there, and I'm going to hammer it home right now. He's 22. And if, if there's any hope, that's the hope. Like, of course, Cordell Volson is more mature. Of course, Cordell Volson is uh, more ready to go in the NFL. Of course, Cordell Volson, he spent five years in college because of the COVID year. He won four national titles. He's 24, not 22. He's not playing in you know his hometown where there are certain pressures, even though I think a lot of guys are built to withstand that. Sam Hubbard, there, there were no concerns there, right, uh, of him playing in front of his hometown fans. But I will say that back-to-back years now, like, like at some point there should be a wake-up call. And maybe it's not going to happen with the Bengals. Maybe it's going to be when he does get released because that's what's going to happen if he keeps going down this path. Maybe it isn't this year or maybe it isn't this cut down, but that's what's going to happen. If Jackson Carmen continues to just get beat like a drum uh, against third stringers, against undrafted guys from Brown, which nothing against Brown or the Ivy League, Clemson stars shouldn't be doing that. And that's what happened in, in that Rams game. So that's the part of it where it's like, okay, it's been bad, very bad. He is 22. You do have Frank Pollock. But I just I wonder how long the leash is, especially if the perceived lack of caring is accurate. Mm-hmm. If if the coaching staff feels that way, it, now again on record they haven't said that. They've said Jackson's working hard. You know he's improved all of those things. Let's give you some built bar truth serum and and see if, if Zach Taylor would say the same thing. Man, what? We're, we're, we're just we're adding things. We're just adding man a little right. truth serum. Sure. And, and and so <laughs> if that happened, would they say those things or not? That's a question that, well, we can only give to Zach Taylor, Brian Callahan, Frank Pollock and company if Beltbar creates a truth serum, which who knows? Maybe they got that going on right now. I have totally forgotten anything I was going to say because of the Beltbar truth serum. You're but, welcome. Uh, you know, I, I think that the thing is, if the Bengals coaching staff felt that he didn't care, we might see him released. I don't think the dead money, which has been bandied about as an explanation for why the Bengals would keep Jackson Carmen, is a significant motivator for the Bengals to keep Jackson Carmen on the roster. I don't feel like they have a whole lot of great options on the interior. I feel like if they felt they could get a guy mm-hmm. That they felt good about being a backup guard. And I'm not saying they feel good about Jackson Carmen being a backup guard. I truly don't know the answer to that question. They would be more apt to let him go. Maybe if Ben Brown doesn't get hurt and has a nice preseason, we're having this conversation much more seriously. Or maybe we're talking about Trey Hill instead. Although I, I think Trey Hill has shown some improvement in some areas, mm-hmm. you know, still an up and down preseason for him. When you're hearing this coaching staff, which we've heard, for multiple years now, highly value consistency and character and passion for the game. Talk about Cordell Volson this way. Mm-hmm. I've, I've not once heard that sort of praise for Carmen. The praise for Carmen has been when it when it's existed, it's been about him coming in in shape and and you know ready to go. And, and that's what we've heard from from coaches about Carmen talking about him. You know, doing some good things 
and generalities and vagaries, talking about him showing some improvement in some areas. Again, I, I think mostly, mostly pretty vague. I, I haven't seen the on-field progression from Carmen. He's still jump setting a ton and losing those reps a ton. I wonder if he does that to his own detriment, despite it being a, a preference that he seems to have. You don't see it as much. I was talking to Mike at Bengals underscore San Santagata about this the other day on Twitter. You know, Cordell Volson doesn't jump set as much. So is it a technique thing? Is it a mental thing? Is it a passion thing? Is it a character thing? Certainly all questions and, and not answers that we'll get from this coaching staff. Mm -hmm. at least on the record anytime soon. And so if they keep them, we'll, we'll have an idea of how they feel. If they cut them, we'll certainly have a clearer idea that maybe they do feel the way we think they do. Yeah. And the thing is, is really, let's just look back at the past, what, let's go four years, right? You know, 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, just the guys they've drafted. And I'm not going to go through each guy, but most of them, whether it's small school, Wyoming, Logan Wilson, big school, national champ, T. Higgins. Obviously, you got the first and fifth overall picks. But it's not just those guys. Like, they're all kind of cut from the same thing. What did I say after I interviewed Daxell? I was like, oh, this, this isn't going to be too big for him. He's a 31st pick. You don't know if he's going to be there or not. And yet, it, I could see how he was going to fit in with a Jamar Chase, a Joe Burrow, an insert, whoever you want. Um Jackson Carmen feels like the outlier from an attitude standpoint. And really, like over the past three to four years, like even Drew Sample, I know people are really critical. Second round, Drew Sample agreed, right? Especially in the moment. He's got a great attitude. The character works is really, there. Works yeah. really hard, you know? And, and, and so, like we're talking about things that we haven't talked about any of these other guys. In shape, uh, body language, all of those things. And so that that's part of it. Uh, about this with, with Jackson Carmen. It's not just that he's been bad and struggled. It's does he care or not? And I agree with you. I think this coaching staff, they see a version of him potentially that we don't see. And that's why I don't want to straight up say he doesn't care because I don't know for sure. And so we'll see if Jackson Carmen can at some point turn it around regardless. Cordell Volson rightfully won the job at left guard. Up next, let's stick. I just mentioned Dex Hill. Let's stick with the safety spot. Jesse Bates and the way the Bengals are doing a little roster management, they're going to be able to use that to their advantage as they cut down to 53 on Tuesday. But first, a word from prize picks. Because, look, if you're doing daily fantasy, you don't want to have to compete against every Joe that's doing daily fantasy. Instead, with prize picks, you just go up against their projection. So here's how it works. You pick two to five players, and if they go score uh, in whether or not they will score more or less than the prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. So prize picks offers projections on any sport, obviously the NFL, NBA when it's coming up, Major League Baseball, but it's almost NFL season. So let's stick with that. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. So you don't have to worry about player injuries. You get all the benefits of daily fantasy without having to compete against a bunch of different, you know, millions of people, thousands of people. You can do it right now with prize picks. So go there now, download the prize picks app or go to prizepicks.com, sign up and play daily fantasy sports. Fantasy uh, first time users will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. So if you de deposit 100 bucks, prize picks going to give you 100 bucks, 50 
they're going to deposit 50 bucks. It's free money. Take advantage right now by going to prizepicks.com or downloading the app and using promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. There is a wrinkle that when we were talking about our 53-man implications. Not in time. I hope not in time. That that would be bad for us probably as as a people. We don't know. A wrinkle in roster management, though, for the Bengals that we didn't discuss yesterday when we were talking about takeaways from the Bengals final preseason game and the implications for the Bengals 53 man roster they have to make. And that is that exemption for Jesse Bates, who doesn't currently count against the Bengals 80 or 81 man roster and will not count until he is taken off of this exempt list, which the Bengals have at least a week left on give or take for the 53 man roster that gives Mm -hmm. the Bengals some flexibility that, I frankly, James, have forgotten about mm-hmm. when when going through that exercise that maybe that's how they get that seventh wide receiver onto the roster. Maybe that's how they get that seventh corner if Cam Taylor Britt needs to spend some time on the IR in his recovery from surgery, which we don't know about. Maybe that's how Alan George makes the team. Maybe that's how they get another player at XYZ position, tight end, running back, you name it, that maybe Darren Simmons really likes or something like that. But that is an interesting little point that gives them some maneuverability because it seems like they have some guys that are IR return candidates. Mm-hmm. And so if they can sneak those guys onto the 53 and get them onto the IR afterwards, then activate Jesse Bates. That works out to be a net neutral and helps them potentially get some guys onto the roster that otherwise would have been challenging to fit. It was a genius move. It really was because he wasn't going to practice last week anyways. The cut down is Tuesday. You can activate him Wednesday if you want after you make that move. So he can be full go in practice and there's no concerns or anything if you want to go that route. Or you could just wait a little bit longer. He is expected to practice this week um, and did some individual stuff already. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think he's uh, it, it, he came back at the right time to where he's going to be able to have a full workload. At the same time, he came back to where the Bengals could kind of plan. And who knows who it is? Maybe it is Khalid Kareem. I know everyone just forgets that Khalid Kareem can be productive. Do you, do you remember what happened in Denver last year? That ugly game in Denver? You know, I, I mean, there are guys on this team, Khalid Kareem being one, that kind of go under the radar. I, I get it. The injuries are um, a major thing or a big thing that have kind of derailed his career up to this point. But I think he can be productive when healthy. Mm-hmm. So if that hamstring is going to hold him out three weeks, Hold him out a month, put him on the roster, put him on injured reserve, bring him back when he's ready to go. You're not rushing him back. And then you're not worried about a Jeff Gunter necessarily, or you're not worried about insert whoever. I wish I could say Tyler Shelvin here, by the way, who I don't think there's a chance he makes the team based on what we saw. In fact, I think he might clear waivers and end up on the practice squad. Like, is there any any belief 
that, that Tyler Shelvin is going to, you know, so, but no, I, I think they did a, a good job here uh, of roster management maneuvering and they may wait to activate Jesse through this week, just in case. And you mentioned this on our Monday show, Jake, they continue to, to have these, you know, roster moves and make different moves mm -hmm. and, and stuff throughout this week. It gives them some flexibility to do so uh, because obviously Jesse Bates is going to be on the roster week one. Well, and they will be making those moves. So you, you probably keep Jesse Bates on this list as long as you can until you get your roster to the place it needs to be. So something that could very well happen is that they could keep Bates on this list, get to 53. They could put up to three guys on the IR. It could it could be Isaiah Prince. It could be Khaled Kareem. It could be Cam Taylor. But there could be more that we don't know about. It could be, you know, three guys to go on. Now they have a couple of spots to to get somebody in. It could be that they want to make a waiver claim today. T.Y. McGill, I think T.Y., I think there's periods between the T and the Y. McGill was released by the Vikings, was incredibly productive, pass rushing, interior defensive lineman. He's got an ankle injury. This could be roster acrobatics from the Vikings trying to wave a guy today so that he's harder for teams to pick up tomorrow. But if they want to make a spot to, to make a waiver claim today, on a, uh, at a position where they feel like they need something. And the reason I'm highlighting McGill is because he's an interior pass rusher. He had nine pressures on 29 pass rushing snaps this preseason and has a track record of doing this. He's been around the NFL for a while now. Uh, you, you, could see, you could see something like that too, where they could put a few guys on the IR to, to make space for a waiver claim today. The, the interesting thing here about IR return is that it's with, with the COVID protocols changing and whatnot, it has changed. You're permitted to have eight players return from IR. And if a player is put on the IR and returns, you can do it up to twice per season, but each time per player counts against those eight designations. So if they've got three guys, Cam Taylor, Britt, Isaiah Prince, and, and anybody else, they need to make sure that it just is, is more limited this year, I think, than it has been in the past, but it is more expansive than it was when the IR return was first introduced when it was more limited. So eight players can return. The Bengals, well, they have to make some decisions between now and Tuesday at 4 o'clock Eastern. What surprises? We're going to look into our crystal ball. What surprises are coming down the pipeline? Could there be a shocker or two? Maybe... The, the punter job. Maybe they bring in a punter that isn't even on the roster. I'm what? just kidding. I'm just kidding. I don't think so. Do you see the punter Denver released, by the way? Point is, we're going to get to some potential surprises that could happen on cutdown day and, and moving forward. Coming up next right here on Locked on Bengals. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen, right? You'll end up driving below the speed limit. That's no big deal. Wrong. The truth is your reaction times slow way down when you're high. You'll not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. You got to stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, you're going to get a DUI. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I talked about some surprises, and I was joking, a little tongue-in-cheek there about the punter thing, but there are some crazy punters out there. Anyways, let's dive into this a little bit, Jake, because we kind of broke down our our 53-man roster projections on our Monday show, but naturally, we're going to probably get a spot or two wrong, give or take, or maybe more than that, right? It's just there's always a surprise or two. What surprises could you see happening? Maybe you're not predicting that it happens or you don't have your 53-man roster you know, set up this way. But what could surprise a lot of people that might not shock you if the Bengals go that route? Yeah, these are almost all going to be things that I'm not predicting but could imagine. Uh, one of those is they don't think Mitchell Wilcox is ready for week one. They're not feeling enthused about Thad Moss as tight end three, who they're looking for a, a primary blocking job. They feel like both of those guys can clear waivers. Maybe maybe these are all things the Bengals think. Maybe they were really pleased with Justin Riggs' effort as a blocker, and he scored a touchdown on top of it mm-hmm. in that third preseason game. Maybe Justin Rigg is tight end three for week one. That that would be, to me, a, a pretty big surprise, actually, if, if Wilcox... Wow isn't ready to go and wow. if, if rig has leapfrogged that wow but that's how about, how about justin rig from the let's, depths of the depth chart to uh, a game day active for week one let me get you this hot take chain yes yeah, i mean over. my my god he, he scores a <laughs> touchdown in preseason game number three at the end and you just you want to tight end three and i know you're not predicting it. i know you're not predicting i get it i understand and he is a good blocker um maybe he could be you know, show Jackson. Oh man, what did you just say? What did you just say, Jake? Don't say what? that stuff. What? Justin Rigg could show Jackson Carmen. Uh, that a, was a me. Thing or two. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, huh. um, I like that one. That, that's that, that's a pretty good one. Um, deep cuts. Deep cuts. Yeah, I mean, to me, are, are we sure Lamont Gilliard isn't going to make the roster? He's injured right now. You know, he didn't play last week. I thought he was in the mix there a little bit. Could that be a surprise? Him making the roster? I, I Could they sneak him to the practice squad? Sure. It's not like they have a ton of interior depth. They, they mm-hmm. were moving him around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not going to say Desmond Noel. I just don't think he's there yet. I'm not going to say Devin Cochran, even though I think both guys they prefer to have, you know, love to have on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. Coyard's a veteran. I know. I mean, Maybe. Maybe that that's maybe that's a guy who can make it. That would be surprising to me, by the way, given yep. how BJ Hill has played. Given how BJ Hill has played. Or Trey Hill. I Trey wrote Hill. that. Sorry. Damn it. I wrote that on all Bengals too for like two hours. And then I looked and I was like, oh my BJ Hill, what am I doing? It's I Trey thought you meant, Hill. I thought you meant like BJ Hill was having a real nice camp because he was going against Lamont Gilliard, <laughs> so it'd be surprising or something. No. No, no I, see, I not, should have played it off that way. I just meant Trey Hill. Not the logic you were working with. How about how about Nate Gilliam? A couple of a couple of Ooh. flexible interior linemen who, Ooh. if if they choose to shake things Ooh. up in there, Lamont Gilliard, oh. who he was getting a lot of run early in camp, early in yep. the preseason. He was yep. rotating in early, and then he got mm-hmm. hurt. 
uh, which I think has happened to him a few times, unfortunately, for, for him. Uh, but Nate Gilliam, they, they seem to be pretty pleased with this late addition to the roster. Played in Pittsburgh, of course, most recently. Played for two teams in the preseason. Not the most common occurrence, but what, what about Nate Gilliam? If they wanted to shake things up on that offensive line, wouldn't be... Well, no, these were surprises. This would still be surprising to me. Yeah, no, that Nate Gilliam, that would be very surprising. Let me give you one. Let me give okay. you one. Tyler Shelvin makes the 53-man roster. Yeah, that would be shocking. Shocking. Here's why. Here's why I could see it. Okay. Y- you sure he didn't tweak something the other night? What do you mean? You think he was hurt? Uh, if he's not 100% and the Bengals invested a fourth-round pick in him last year and they don't necessarily want to cut him, man, that wrist is still bothering him a little bit. You, you put him on that 53-man and you get him on one of these injured lists and you're like, all right, let's stash him. And I, I know it's not that simple. He's got to have a real injury. I know that. Maybe he mm-hmm. does. Maybe. Uh, maybe I, he does. I, I would be surprised if they use a roster spot. It's to, a surprise to try segment. to get him onto the IR. Yeah. It's a surprise segment. I would be surprised. You got there me. We go. You got me, James. <laughs> I don't know where where other surprises might be. Alan George would not be like the biggest surprise if he ends up being the 53rd man. Any of those wide receivers, Irwin Pryor, Lassiter, although Lassiter, mm-hmm. I think, would surprise me more than the others. Wouldn't be terribly surprising to be the 53rd man. Lassiter, I think they definitely want to keep on the practice squad. I think mm-hmm. that he is kind of their next guy at punt returner. If if Trent Taylor or something were to happen, I, I don't know who else. Is there anybody else, James, that you noticed uh, taking punt return refs? I mean, Tyler Boyd, if they need somebody to go back there and take a fair catch, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, I No, there's not. So here's the surprise. The surprise is they would cut, tr- cut, excuse me, cut Trent Taylor and then decide, all right, we're going to find our punt returner. And, you know, someone gets released and we're going to find him there, which I just don't see happening. I think Trent's flashed enough. I think he's got that job. It, it would be really hard for me to see that. Um, other potential surprises. I would be surprised if they kept Trent and Irwin over Kwame Lasseter, by the way. I, I tried to mention this. Like, there are guys in every preseason right now putting up yards, putting up numbers. It's like the NBA. Someone's got to score. Receivers got to – someone's got to catch the ball. It doesn't mean that they're, like – studs anyways that, that goes against what i'm saying um honestly i would be surprised if prior Lasseter made it yeah i know that I, I know that sounds insane it sounds crazy i think they're good players with a lot of potential they need to be refined a little bit how many teams are going to jump at that like even even the Falcons, who i think have one of the worst wide receiver rooms in the league they still have guys like enough guys to where they were like yeah we're cutting odd and tape a fan favorite in Cincinnati for years, mm-hmm. a preseason training camp animal who put up numbers. That's the part. That's what we're talking about here. Now, would I rather have Kendrick Pryor than Auden Tate? Yeah, because he can run. And in that part of it is is quite intriguing. I just I don't know if they're going to get claimed. And and you see around the NFL, you ask any fan base, you're gonna hear you're gonna hear the same thing. That most players, and I'm gonna say this for like the seventeen thousandth time probably since I've been doing this podcast, most players that get waived in this cut down to 53 will not be claimed to go onto another 53 man roster. There mm-hmm. will be a few and it has happened to the Bengals. But when, when you don't make that 53, 
it tells you that the team is comfortable taking the risk that they won't come back. And and sometimes they get it wrong, but I, I would say it's very infrequent. Darius Hodge, by the way, got released mm-hmm. by Miami on Monday. So uh, just in case you were curious, I think that was the last one that we saw a lot of uproar about. Desmond Briscoe, the other one that always comes to mind for me. Sometimes these guys go out and, and catch on and do well elsewhere. The Bengals are not flawless. Teams make wrong decisions all the time. But it, it's not terribly common that you let a guy go that, that wasn't making your 53 and he goes on to be you know, a pro bowler or a contributor elsewhere. Are you going to be surprised if Thad Moss makes the 53? I think so. It, it's not... As surprising as certainly some of the other ideas we've talked about here, but I, I do think it would be a little surprise. Like I don't have that in my current mm-hmm. fifty-three, so I guess by definition that means it's not what I'm expecting. Yeah, so that would be one. Noah Spence, maybe. I, I again, I don't necessarily see it. Uh, oh, here's one. I'd be Spence surprised. Would be if less they, surprising to me for what it's yeah, because he's been productive. Um, if they cut Michael Thomas, the safety, I would be surprised. I could see that happening as as they did with the other Mike Thomas, as a we're going to bring you back in a couple of days kind of deal. Yeah, but okay. I'd be surprised if he wasn't with the team, though, on the, yeah. on the roster. That yeah. Five safeties, he's one of them. For, so. for at least the – I think the safety room is going to change a lot throughout the course of the year oh. for, for, for different reasons, for, for roster space reasons. I think at the start of the year, though, I think Mike Thomas is certainly safe. But but we'll see how things go as the year progresses. What about Tyson Anderson? Oh, I, I think, think he's hundred percent safe. I do. Okay. I don't think he's done anything to, you know. I mean, had 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 some tackles, was productive in that that third preseason game. Obviously, contributing on special teams. Some. I don't necessarily think he'll be active on game day. Yeah. Early in the year, and that's kind of where you're at with him. But you'll develop him, and it's good to have that depth, of course. I guess, I guess my thought process here is just. If they feel like they need a spot, maybe they feel like they can get him to the practice squad and get him back onto the roster pretty quick or get him back onto the roster generally after some potential IR moves pretty quick if if they're less comfortable exposing Mike Thomas. But I, I don't know. I think both of those are pretty unlikely. I think it's just the five safeties, especially with Jesse Bates not counting right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you, uh, of all these surprises and potential, and part of this, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it is kind of difficult because there isn't many realistic surprises. We could say... Oh, the Bengals trade for a tight end. Well, that could happen. Of course, they made the BJ Hill trade last year. I mean, I, I think they could make a trade. Will that surprise you? It wouldn't surprise me. I, I almost expect a trade, so I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying that I wouldn't I think go that far is, either. Yeah, I wouldn't that, go that's that what far. I, that's what I was about to say. I'm not necessarily like saying it's greater than 50% odds of happening, but if it does happen, to be like, yeah, that's something yeah. that that is not surprising. Hard, yeah. hard to find surprises, but I, I like I like the deep cut Justin Rigg. I like deep yeah. cuts at this part of the this part look of the at, preseason. Look at you! You just all all aboard the rig train. Well, it's taken off. Jump on the big rig. I mean, t- talk talk T Y McGill. We talked about Hoffman from the Browns the other day. We're, we're talking deep cuts here you know what, at cut down to fifty three times. You, you know what you need to do, especially since you let off with Justin Rigg. You need to get that breaking news blanket out. <laughs> and speak it into existence so you could tell everyone you told them so when Justin Rigg makes the 53. Yeah, maybe maybe one of these days I'll remember to keep my breaking news blanket handy. You have your you have your hot take chain just like locked and loaded, ready to go. Always. Yeah. Always. Maybe getting updated soon. Never know. 
We'll be back tomorrow. The Bengals will make their cut down to 53. We will react to surprises. We'll talk about what some of the moves may mean, and maybe it'll just go chalk. Never does, but maybe, maybe this time. We'll talk to you then, Bengals fans. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Hootay, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.